so glad that you're here today, guys. We're going to start a series today that, uh, that actually could go on for a little while. It, it's, uh, it could be a 10 or 12 part series, but, but I warn you, I'm not going to preach you the whole series today. We've met preachers that would say, I've got a 10-part series, and you're getting it all today. Okay, that's when you pass out lunch at the, uh, at the back door, okay? But no, this is going to be a series that, uh, that is going to build your faith. It's a series that, that I hope is going to encourage you. It's a series based on the, the, uh, the, the chapter in Hebrews, chapter number 11, that's called the Roll Call of Faith. Okay, some great men and women of faith that are found in Hebrews chapter number 11. In fact, I've heard, heard it said about Hebrews chapter no, number 11 by a preacher that Hebrews chapter number 11 is still being written because they're still great heroes of faith. I'm talking to some great heroes of faith today, okay? And, and when we go through this series, you obviously will hit on the Noahs and the Abrahams and, and the big guys, okay, the, the Elijahs. We're also talking about some people that, that maybe kind of slipped through the cracks, uh, maybe a little servant girl, or maybe someone who, who you just don't think of when we think of the big heroes of faith. But what that'll serve to do is it'll encourage you that God just doesn't use preachers. God just doesn't use prophets. God just doesn't use elders. God uses everybody. Amen? And I hope that at the end of this series, you are reminded that God not only can, but he wants to use even you. And it doesn't matter how young or how old that you are. That's not a limitation to God. Often that's a limitation to us, but it's not a limitation to God. So, oh, look at there. We got it up there. We are going to begin our series called Running with the Giants. I want to say a great big old thank you to Hunter for uh, doing my PowerPoint. You know, I go to a school and, and I hear on announcements that Hunter Seneca is now PowerPoint certified. So, Brother Rick, I said he's qualified. And I said last night, hey, dude, I need a PowerPoint because I don't know how to do that stuff. Okay. Um, uh, the good news is everybody else in my family does. Okay. So, so we might have a few more of those things. Okay. And, um, Running with the Giants. Brother Donald, thank you for formatting it properly because, again, you know me, I, I just figured he could do it. It'd go over. Oh, he did it too? Smart kid. Okay. PowerPoint certified. Good job, Franklin. Hi. Huh? Okay. Um, so, hey, by the way, uh, grandparents, your grandkids can do stuff like that. You probably already know that. Sister Eloise, you have any technical difficulties, call a grandchild. Okay. It reminds me of growing up. Mom, dad, when you had problems with the VCR, who figured it out? That would be me. Okay. Uh, dad, I was over there working on some technical issues the other day. Well, Chad, they were desperate. They called me. Okay. But I told them to call Cox. Okay. Not you, Cox. Okay. So um, let's, uh, let's begin our series, Running with the Giants. In Hebrews chapter number 12, Hebrews chapter number 12, the scriptures say this. Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, let's run with patience the race that is set before us. You see, guys, every one of us are in a race. Every one of us are in a competition. You know, um, obviously, some of you, like me, love sports. And, and Brother Rick, you've been around it all day. By the way, um, I wish you would have said yes to umpiring yesterday because you couldn't have done worse than them two cats, okay? For those of you that don't know, I called Brother Rick yesterday. It was a long day. And I said, hey, you ever umpired before? And he's like, uh, no. I said, well, we're looking for an umpire. And uh, because, long story short, they, they did send us some. But when I say they dragged the bottom of the barrel to get them, they dragged the bottom of the barrel to get them, okay? Okay. Um, 
So back to my story, okay? We're, we're, those of you that love sports, that love sporting competitions, I love Hebrews chapter number 12 that says we're surrounded by such a crowd of witnesses, cloud of witnesses. And, and, and I think of Tiger Stadium. I love LSU. I really do. I love going there, 102,000 other Cajuns, okay? There's just such an atmosphere there. Hunter, you really appreciate that atmosphere. I, I've tried to get rid of my season tickets. Hunter won't let me, okay? I, I really appreciate that atmosphere. Now I know some of you rather the atmosphere of your 60-inch TV and your easy chair. And that's a good atmosphere too, okay? Because you don't have to wait in line to get snacks or go to the bathroom, okay? So again, there are benefits, okay? But there's something about walking in the stadium. There's there's something about the excitement, okay? And, 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 and that's all fine and good. Nothing wrong with that. But guys, I want to let you know that there's a cloud of witnesses watching you and I live our lives, watching you and I run our race, okay? And you know what? During this series, now, I do want to let you know that we're probably going to break the series up okay, because we might go three or four weeks, and then we'll take a break, and, 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 and I know we'll take a break for Easter for sure, because obviously that's a very evangelistic day, and that's a day where so many people come to church at one time, so, so we're going we're gonna to do something a little different, but again, for the next, the next couple months, you'll, you'll see that PowerPoint up there, so don't, don't, don't throw it in the trash, Brother Garland, uh, brother, brother Garland, my bad, <laughs> Brother Donald, okay, whew, Brother Garland, you had, a, you had a rough week this week, okay? So um, we're going to be talking about running with the Giants, and, and I want you to picture such a great cloud of witnesses, such a great group of believers that have gone on before you. And what would happen if Fabian, one of those great heroes of faith, could come out of the crowd and run a lap with you? They could come out of the crowd and, Sister Pepper, just give you a little encouragement. If somebody who walked this walk of faith, who lived this life victoriously, Sister Wanda could come alongside you and just give you some words of encouragement. That's kind of the premise, okay? I've been in front of crowds before, and that, the, the interesting thing about a crowd is you can't hear individual voices. You just hear a little big roar, okay? You don't hear individual voices, okay? Um, but imagine if great men and women of faith could come out of the pages of the Bible and speak to you and tell you something about their life, Miss Belinda, don't you think that'd help you? Well, that's the purpose of this message, okay? That's the purpose of this message. So let's begin with Hebrews. We're actually going to begin with Noah. We're going to begin talking about Noah, okay? In Hebrews chapter number 11, verse number 7, the Bible says this about Noah. By faith, now here's the interesting thing, this is called the roll call of faith. Everything these people, men and women do, it's by faith. Everything you and I do substantially for the kingdom of God is by faith, okay? So by faith, verse number 7 says, Noah, being warned of God of things not yet as seen, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his household by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. By faith, that guy just pressed the accelerator, didn't he? Okay, hope he knows Jesus, all right? Uh, might just see him before the afternoon's over. Bless that fellow, Lord. Because that used to be us, Fabian, when we didn't know no better, Okay. But by faith, Noah was warned of God, of some impending danger. In fact, the Lord told him that 
that he was going to flood the earth and he was going to bring rains. And, and, and guys in the Middle Eastern day, they were like, rains? <laughs> What's going on? So you're going to build a boat. Now look, down in South Louisiana, we understand boats. Okay, we understand boats. We all have, we want boats, okay? Um, some of us have more than one boat, okay? Uh, we love boats. We really, really like boats. I, I wish Sarah Dinger was in here. She could talk about boats, okay? Um, but here's the deal. Back then, Noah was like, what am I building? I'm building an ark. In fact, when people saw him building this thing, because God gave him all the details. See, when God speaks to you, he gives you some details sometimes. He gives you what you need to know to act upon, okay? So Noah's building this thing, and people are going, what you doing, old man? I'm building a boat. What's a boat? Now, see, that's a question you'd never get down here. I mean, could you... I guess if some Yankee came down south, they might ask you, a boat, you know? No, 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 no. They, they didn't know what was going on. Well, what's going to happen? It's going to rain. It's going to what? Going what? Well, here's the deal. At the end of the day, they kind of wish they had listened to that old man a little bit longer, and they really wish they had gotten in the boat. Why? Because God did what he said he would do, and he brought judgment to the, the land because they had gotten so evil, okay? So what set Noah apart? What made Noah so different? So we're running our race of faith, and here comes old Noah. And brother, brother Rick, he's, he's right alongside us, okay? So we're running our race, and now Noah is right next to us. And what would old Noah begin to say to us? What would be the things that Noah would say, you know what, Rick Navarro, you need to know this. You know what, Chantel Seneca, you need to know this. Fabian, you know what he'd say? He'd say one person can make a difference. Noah would say to all of us today, one person can make a difference. Let's pray today that the Lord would echo those words of Noah, that yes, we can make a difference. In spite of what the enemy may say, in spite of what others may say, in spite of what you may even tell yourself, you can make a difference. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for great men and women of faith like Noah Lord, thank you for helping us to realize that, God, you're for us, not against us, that you still keep your promises and that we can make a difference. Help us today to not only realize it, but to act upon it. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So Noah would come alongside us and he'd say, one person can make a difference. He would continue by saying, I know this because God decided to destroy the earth with water. He made a covenant with me so that humankind might not perish. You can find this story in Genesis chapter number 8. We realize, of course, it's Noah. The Bible says he lived for 950 years. A long time. Quite an accomplishment. But that's nothing compared to the way he lived his life. His righteousness saved humanity from extinction. The book of Genesis explains the world's condition during Noah's time. If you have your Bibles, turn to Genesis chapter number 6, verses 5 through 8. It says this, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth. He was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I've created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. You know, guys, we, we think it's bad today in our society, and in many ways it is. You know, we think that the workplace you work at, it can't be no worse. We think that the situ- your family can't get no worse. We, we think of, of it's never been this bad before. 
Well, it has. <laughs> it really has. Maybe things were a little different back in Noah's time, but the intent of man's heart was still the same. Man wanted to do his own thing, okay? And things had gotten so bad that God decided to start all over. God decided to, to uh, we're just going to start over, okay? But something about Noah caused him to find grace in God's eyes. What does that tell me? That tells me that no matter how, matter, how bad it may be at work, no matter how bad it may be in your family, no, ma- no matter how bad the situation you may find yourself in, God is still looking for someone to show grace toward. God is still looking for someone who's going to do things his way, Jennifer. He's still looking for someone. In fact, the Bible says his eyes roam to and fro across the earth looking for people that he might pour his spirit through, looking for people that he might bless, looking for people that he might be able to, um, to come alongside and pour out his grace toward. And Noah was one of those people. Noah was one of those people. He found grace in the sight of God. And because of that, God used him greatly. Because of that, we're talking about him today. Because of that, he made a difference. And you and I can make a difference too. So where are some areas we can make a difference? As we run with Noah, what are some areas that we can make a difference in? What are some areas that cause Noah to find grace with God? What are some areas that he made a difference in that maybe we can make a difference in? Number one, Noah would tell us today, you can make a difference for your family. You can make a difference for your family. You know what, guys? Our family is the greatest gift that God's ever given us. It really is. Apart from Jesus Christ, apart from the gift of Christ himself, Sister Valley, your family, the greatest gift God ever gave you. Brother Milton was a pretty good gift, wasn't he? Man, I miss that guy. I love that guy. He was an awesome guy. He was a gift from God to you, okay? A little rough around the edges, but that's one of the things we loved about Milton, okay? Some of you are like, he was really rough at times, okay? Well, here's the thing I loved about Milton. If he liked you, he loved you. And if he didn't, he told you, okay? Might have hurt your feelings, but he told you, okay? Um, but here's the deal. Our family is a gift from God. It's an amazing gift. So glad that my parents are with us today. Um, a gift from God. That's a fa- family. So glad, glad that my, my sister in love and my brother in law are here. And, and, and it's family, man. These folks that are sitting up on the front row, they're family. They mean a lot to me. And you can make a difference in your family. You can make a difference for God in your family. Some of you may be the only person of faith in that family. Some of you may be the only person who's found grace in God's eyes and who's doing right, Fabian. Now, good news is you've got some good folks in your family, okay? But guess what? We've got some folks who need Jesus too, okay? We've got some folks out of Pierrepart need Jesus, huh? Okay? So look, our family is an area that you can make a difference in and you should make a difference in. You know what, guys? I, uh, I love seeing people get saved. I love seeing people worship God. I love seeing people serve God, okay? But if these two young men, Hunter and Hayden Seneca, don't serve God, Rick, I'm a failure. I've blown it, okay? Do I want them to be good in sports? Yes, I do, Mom. But I want them to serve God even more, okay? Do I want Hunter to, to lead the district in batting? Absolutely. Do, yeah, I got to tell you a story about Hayden, okay? We had a ball game yesterday, okay, and, and he did pretty good. He's a freshman catcher playing varsity baseball. That's pretty big. Last year, Hunter was a freshman playing baseball too, okay? And we get to watch Berwick play, and I've got to tell you, Berwick's really, really good, okay? They beat Central Catholic 5 nothing. okay? I mean, they beat the Catholic off them boys, all right? 5 nothing. 
Some of you will get that joke, okay? I can make Catholic jokes because I used to be one, okay? But, uh, sorry, Mom. Um, so, um, so five nothing. Berwick's pretty good, okay? I mean, they're really good, okay? And they had this little catcher. I don't even know this guy's name, but Hayden's watching, okay? Because, you know, they're going to Berwick next year, so that's the competition, okay? Hayden's watching. And, and he, he tells me last night, Dad, I'm better than him. Really? Yeah, he, he, he can't hit the ball and he can't catch the ball. Really? But they got him at catcher. Yeah, but I'm better than him. You, you, you know what? And here's the amazing thing. One, thing. one thing my boys never doubt is confidence. They get that from their mama. <laughs> no, it's funny. I heard it said it ain't lying when everybody knows you're joking. And everybody knows they get it from me, okay? But, but confidence is a good thing, okay? And, and, uh, and I want my boys to be confident. I want him to be the starting catcher at Berwick High School next year. I want, I want Hunter to hit balls in them trees back of that fence at Berwick, and he will. But guess what? That's not eternal. Fabian, that's just temporal. That's just, man, I'm going to get excited about it. I'm going to be that big loud mouth in the stands. I'm going to be all those things, okay? But at the end of the day, guys, if you're not serving God, I've failed. Your mom has failed. So, and sometimes we get our priorities all mixed up. Sometimes we as parents, can, can we just be honest for a second, Rick? There are times that our priorities get a little out of whack. There are times that we, we know what to say, but sometimes, Fabian, the doing part. You know, how many heard it said it's, it's a lot easier to preach ten sermons than it is to live one? You know, but your family needs you to live one. Your family needs you to do it right, okay? And guys, you can make a difference for your family. How do you make a difference for family? You just serve God. You just do what's right. You do what God tells you to do. What do you do when you screw up? And guess what? You will. You apologize. Hunter, have I apologized to you a few times? Oh, yeah. Hayden, have I apologized to you a few times? Absolutely. Why? Because I'm not perfect. Not perfect. I want to be. I want to be. I want to do it right all the time. But, but how many know, Jennifer, sometimes we miss the mark. But when we miss the mark, that's called sin. By the way, the definition of sin is missing the mark. When we miss the mark with God, what do we do? We ask him to forgive us, 1 John 1 and 9. If we confess our sins, he's what? Faithful to forgive us, cleanse us from all unrighteousness, and he does. And secondly, then we try to make it right with others. So there are times, I can even remember when they were little bitty fellas saying, will you forgive daddy? He made a mistake. Okay. Okay, sometimes maybe, mom, whole years, sometimes maybe I spanked one, and, and then I got more of the story. By the way, grandparents don't, don't, don't like spanking. I know, okay, but they need it, okay? I remember one time mom was keeping Hayden. She said, I just had to spat him on the leg. I said, yeah, he needed that and more, okay? But um, um, one time, one time I, I don't know what happened, but, but I said, Hayden, would you forgive me? Okay. You know, they're, they're so quick to forgive, aren't they? Guys, that's what family does. That's what family does. And you can make a difference for your family. Noah made a difference for his family, and it saved him. Noah made a difference for, fa- for his family by obeying God, and it made all the difference in the world. Living a life of integrity and obedience to God always has the potential to positively impact others. We don't always see it while we're fighting the good fight, but it happens just the same. You see, Noah was selected by God to build the ark because of the way he lived. Fortunately, his obedience didn't benefit just him. It saved his entire family. Genesis 7 and 1 says, The Lord then said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. Those closest to you benefit the most when you do what's right. 
Those closest to you benefit the most when you do what's right. The opposite is also true. Those closest to you hurt the most when you do what's wrong. You know, some of us have made some mistakes in the past. The good news is it ain't about the past. It's about the future. Amen? Now, sometimes it takes time for us to make some things right. I mean, if you've failed your family many times, guess what? They're going to struggle to trust you. They're going to struggle to believe what you say you're going to do, okay? But here's the thing. You keep doing it right long enough, and before long, that trust will be reestablished. Those blessings will begin to flow. Why? Because God created the family, and God loves your family, and you can make a difference for your family, just like Noah did. So, not only can you make a difference in your family, number two, you can make a difference for future generations. See, guys, the decisions we're making today are not just for today, they're for tomorrow. Amen? You get to make a difference for future generations. The the stand you're making for God today, Miss Wanda, is going to bless your children, it's going to bless your grandchildren. Guys, that's what we're thinking about. Brother and Sister Chase, the decisions you make today affect your kids. They affect your grandkids. That's a good thing. Sister Josie, the decisions you make today, they affect future generations. Once a young man observed a man in his 80s planting an apple orchard. That'd be like me going to the house, Pop, and you're planting apple trees. Come on, Pop. The old man lovingly and painstakingly prepared the soil, planted the tiny saplings, and began watering them and fertilizing them. After watching for a while, the young man said, you don't expect to eat apples from those trees, do you? No, the old man said, but somebody will. You see, that old man realized that it's not just about me. It's about future generations. And guys, I want to challenge you today, no matter how old you are, the decisions you make today impact future generations. Amen? The decision I made to be a a sold-out believer in Jesus Christ 21 years ago is affecting this generation. It'll affect the next generation. The decisions you've made, Tracy, the decision you made to serve God and to get clean is going to transform Tinsley's life. It's going to transform your grandkids' life. It's going to change family dynamics. It's going to change your daddy. It's going to change everything. Because guys, your actions can help those who come behind you. Because of God's covenant with Noah, we can be assured that we are safe from the worldwide destruction of a flood. See, after the flood, God said, I'd never do this again. Now let's be honest, we live in South Louisiana. There were some times we scratched our head and said, God, are you sure? Okay. There have been some storms come through here and we're like, I'm really glad you made a promise, Lord, because the water's getting high. Though you live in Pierre Park, ooh, that backwater flooding, ooh, come on now, girl. All right, Miss Belinda, you back there in the woods, it's like, that water coming up. But here's the deal. God promised I'd never flood the earth again, and he's kept his promise, hadn't he? He's kept his promise. So you see, Noah's decisions blessed future generations. And guys, you and I, the decisions we make today will bless future generations, Sister Garland. We can absolutely bless future generations. Likewise, you and I also benefit future generations. When you serve people or influence them for God, encourage them to pass along to others what they've received, you create a chain of impact that can and will outlive you. Amen? Also, Noah's life tells you you can make a difference for God. 
Too often we fail to recognize our importance to God. Scripture says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. 2 Chronicles 16 and 9. God is always looking for someone to stand in the gap for him, and he desires to partner with people who love him. He partnered with Noah, and he wants to partner with us. He wants to partner with this church. He wants us, Lighthouse Community Church, to make a difference for God. Amen? This is not a social club. This is not just a little get-together every Sunday morning. No, God is calling us to do great things. God is calling us to get strong and healthy for a reason. And that reason is souls. That reason is people. That reason is to make a difference for God. That was the case for Noah. God was discouraged with the people he had created, yet Noah found favor in God's eyes and caused him to save humanity. Because of his relationship with God, Noah changed the course of history. Noah made a difference for God. And you and I can make a difference for God too. And what's the key? Faith. The key is by faith. How did Noah do all this? By faith, the Bible says. Number four, You can make a difference at any age. You can make a difference at any age. I I found a little story that I want to read to you. There we go. That's good. I might need them glasses there, Sean. It reminds us about how we can make a difference at any age. One day a man was walking along the seashore, and he noticed that during the night many seashells and starfish had washed up on the shore. You may have heard this before. Thoroughly enjoying the morning sun and the cool air, the man strolled for miles along the sand. Far off in the distance, he saw a small figure that looked like she was dancing. The man was joyous that someone was celebrating life in such a grand and uninhibited manner. But as he drew closer, it became apparent to him that the figure was not dancing, but repeatedly performing some act. Approaching the small figure, the man noticed that it was a child. The girl was methodically picking up starfish from the shore and tossing them back into the surf. The man paused for a moment, puzzled, then asked, Why are you throwing those starfish back into the ocean? The little girl said, If I leave these starfish on the beach, the sun will dry them and they will die. I am throwing them back into the ocean because I want them to live. The man was thoughtful for a moment, impressed with the child's thoughtfulness. Then he motioned up and down the miles and miles of beach, and he said, there must be millions of starfish on this beach. How can you possibly expect to make a difference? The young girl pondered the man's words for just a moment. Then she slowly leaned over, reached down, picked up another starfish from the sand, with a gentle effort, lobbed it back into the surf. She turned to the man and smiled. You may be right but I made a difference for that one. You see, guys, small acts of service can make a big difference for individuals. And you know what? That old man learned a lesson from a little girl on that beach that day. Guys, you and I need to realize that we can make a difference at any age, whether we're young or we're not so young, okay? Whether we have the energy of a little girl or we wish we had the energy of the little girl, okay? You can make a difference at any age. You know, God does not put us on the shelf. God doesn't put us on the shelf and say, okay, Sister Garland, you've done enough, you're up on the shelf. No, he doesn't do that. God doesn't have a retirement plan. 
has a refirement plan, okay? He wants to refire us to do his work. He wants us, as long as there's breath in our lungs, Sister Wanda, to go hard for him. That's his plan. We can learn a lesson from that little girl. We can learn a lesson from Noah. He wasn't no spring chicken when he built that ark, okay? Some people want to put restrictions on themselves according to their talent, their intelligence, or their experience. Others worry about their age, but with God, one person can always make a difference, regardless of circumstances or situation. And age means nothing to him. Let me say that again. Age means nothing to him. When Jesus fed the 5,000, a boy provided the loaves and the fishes. Remember, Jesus asked his disciples to get the food, and what did they do? Well, they had a meeting, and nothing got done. No jokes there, okay? <laughs> they looked at each other, and like, like uh, what are we going to do, okay? Little boy stepped up to the plate and said, I don't have much, but here's what I have. You know what, guys? God's not asking for much. He's just asking for what you have. He's just asking for an obedient heart that says, God, I don't have a whole, whole lot. But whatever I have, I give it to you. And when we do that, Fabian, he blesses us amazingly. Amen? In the case of Noah, when it began to rain and he entered the ark, he was 600 years old. And you thought you were stiff getting out of bed this morning. All right? 600 years old. Age doesn't mean a whole lot to God. You're never too old. You're never too young to make a difference for God. Now that, guys, that's good stuff. But right now i got to interject YBH. You may have heard that before. I've learned that from Alton Garrison as a preacher. YBH, yeah, but how? Okay, yeah, that's good, preacher, amen. But how do I do it? Well, here's what Noah would say. This is how you do it. As we finish our time with Noah, and he's about to go back into the stands, as, as he's about to let us keep running our race, Fabian, there's some final words of encouragement that he would give us. Number one. Don't be afraid to stand out in the crowd. Don't be afraid to be that guy. Don't be afraid to stand out from amongst your peers. Don't be afraid to be different, Tracy. Because God created us different. Amen? God created us every one different. Noah would say, I know what it means to stand alone. No one encouraged me to follow God, yet I stood for him. Even when everyone else in the world stood against me, difference makers are different. Don't let that bother you. God would say, I created you with a purpose. I didn't create you with the same purpose as your neighbor. didn't create you with the same purpose as your sister. You are created with a purpose. Now do what I created you to do. Amen? Now, are there some universal purposes? Sure, we're all created to worship God, but there are some things that are specific to you. There are some things that if you don't do them, Sister Dot, who's going to do them? Amen? So there are some specific things that God would have us to do. Noah found that thing and he did it, and that's why we're talking about him today. What's your thing? What is that thing God is calling you to do? Whatever it is, you do it and bring pleasure to the master. Amen, Sister Josie? So don't be afraid to stand out in the crowd. Also, Noah would say, don't be afraid to do something for the first time. Don't be afraid to do something for the first time. All righty, Hunter and Hayden, I need you to help me with something. They are going to give every one of you guys one of these pretty cards. Yeah, Christian, you can help too. We got, yeah, there you go. We got three sections, four sections actually. Some of you would like, you don't count very good. Yeah, my golf partners tell me that all the time. Some of you got that one, Okay. 
We're passing out something for the first time because we're not going to be afraid of trying something for the first time. What they're giving you is a little card that I've actually got to brag on Tracy again. Yeah, just give them one. Just give them one, okay? Just give them one, okay? Now, you're going to get a bunch more of these because I got a bunch more of these. But what this little card is, is, is it, it is an invite card. It is a card that will make it easier for you to invite somebody to church. Now, some of you are like, well, I haven't done that in a while. What would Noah tell you? Don't be afraid to try something for the first time, okay? What it says on one side, by the way, it has a little lighthouse on both sides. I thought it looked pretty good. Tracy, great job. She designed this, came up with it. Amazing. All right? It says, Lighthouse Community Church, come join us. Has our service times, has our location, has phone numbers, has website, that kind of good stuff. Then on the back side, it has a pretty little scene, and it says, We'd like to personally invite you and your family to join us in loving God and loving people together. And it's signed Pastor Mo and Chantel Seneca. So guess what? It takes all the pressure off to you, Sister Eloise. You could say, you know, my pastor would like to invite you to church. So here's what I want you to do this week. I want you to pray about who to give this to. Now, I don't want you to leave it in the bathroom. Hey, you ever go to the bathroom and they leave those tracks? That's nasty, Okay. I, look, you girls, you haven't seen this before, but Brother Rick, they lean that thing up next to the urine. Ah, uh, that's what I'm talking about, okay? I mean, I love Jesus too, but come on now, okay? So, so don't, I, if I find this in a bathroom, I'm going to be upset, okay? Because God ain't going to tell you to leave it next to the urinal, you know hear I me? Mean? Okay? Are you ladies, leave it next to the toilet paper in the stall. No, 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 okay? You're going to pray about... By the way, that wasn't in my notes, okay? (laughs) Nobody would say that. (laughs) But I want you to pray about who to give this to, okay? Because God loves people. And God wants people to come into the kingdom. And the church is the door by which so many people come into the kingdom. So I want to encourage you, pray about who the Lord would have you give this to. And and that'll be good practice for you because about three weeks prior to Easter, we're going to give you ten each. Okay, because we want to give an opportunity for you to invite people to church. Because guys, guess what? It's hard for people to get saved when everybody I'm preaching to is already saved. Okay, but on Easter, you're going to have a bunch of people here and I'm going to let you practice. Okay, we wouldn't dare play a game without practicing now, would we? Now, if you watch my team play yesterday, you'd think, did they practice? Okay, I'm getting over those 10 errors. Rick, did you hear that? 10 errors errors. Ten errors. Okay, back to my notes. Thank you, babe. Um, Ten errors. Okay, Uh, so you're going to take this card. You're going to pray about who do I give that to, okay? Because you don't need to be afraid to do something for the first time. Do you think it was strange for Noah to build a boat? To build a boat far away from any sea or any river that he could float it. Think about it. Old man's building a boat in the sand. He's building a boat, and how are we going to launch this thing? How are we going to get it somewhere And it had never rained before. Now, I know here in South Louisiana, you just got to ponder that for a second. It had never rained before. So nobody could even imagine a flood. But I was more concerned with obeying God than looking foolish, Noah would say. So I just kept building. I just kept being obedient. Don't allow the words, it's never been done before, to prevent you from doing what God asks you to do. God asked Noah to build a boat. Noah said, yes, sir. God's asking you to be obedient. You say, yes, sir.
Whatever God's asking you to do, don't be afraid to do it. And then finally, when you see a rainbow, Noah would say, remember that one person can make a difference. You see, I'd never seen a rainbow before, Noah would say, until after I followed through on what God asked me to do. He placed the rainbow in the sky as a covenant to all of humanity that he would never again destroy the world with water. The next time you see a rainbow, think of God's promise to you. You can make a difference. You know, one of the things about living in South Louisiana is we get a lot of rain, don't we? We have plenty of opportunities to see rainbows. So you're going to begin to see them. You're going to begin to notice them like never before. Even if you look colorblind, Hunter, we'll point them out for you, okay? Guys, here's the deal. That, that rainbow is a promise. It's a promise from God that he still keeps his word, that he still blesses those that are obedient to him. Noah didn't see the rainbow till after it was all over. Sometimes, guys, you just keep working, you just keep toiling, you just keep doing what you know to do, believing that God keeps his promises. It worked for Noah, and it'll work for you too. Amen? As I close, Noah would love to say a little prayer for us, and I'm going to read this prayer to you, and and then we're going to close together. Noah would love to say, Lord, please help my fellow runners to understand the power of one. Speak to them about the unique task you called them to do. Give them the will and the power to follow through so that they too can make a difference. Amen.